Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I'm feeling much better today, folks. It was a much better live stream. I'm Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. You've kind of already said how you're feeling, but I've got to ask you anyway, how are you feeling? Uh, yeah, good. I think tomorrow's going to be interesting. How the devil are you, I should say. Oh, I, when the, oh, wait, you're doing the NXT one, aren't you? The idea is that we record the podcast intro and outro now before the Wrestle Ramble live stream. Mm-hmm. And then... But we, we keep on screwing up and not leaving ourselves enough time. So we're doing it afterwards again. I think we also just get into a bit of a panic, a bit of a tiz, because live streaming is very new to us and we think we know what we're doing, but then there are times where we're not sure we know what we're doing. And then I think you get a bit, particularly as like the, the countdown time gets to about 30 seconds, you just go into full panic mode. It's, it's a bad mental trick. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't know if you get it, I always get, I notice it most if I ever go bowling, which I don't do a lot, but it just always sticks in my mind. If I'm doing well when I'm bowling, I just need someone to go, God, you're on a good run. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I overthink everything and I start gutter balling. Uh, I don't do the leg kick as snazzily <laughs> as normal. But I think it's a similar thing. It's a mental sabotage. Yeah. I uh, I went bowling mm. uh, over the weekend for my wife's birthday, whose birthday is Who's today. 12, in yeah. by the sound of things. <laughs> Did you get the, the big guy in the bear suit come out? Yeah, yeah. Fizzy pop. I'll be honest, though. I wouldn't recommend this uh, bowling alley because there were no arcades there. And if there's no arcades, then it's not a proper bowling alley, is it? You want a mega bowl, mate. Exactly. Not your Ponzi all-star lanes hipster bowling. And it wasn't all-star lanes as well. So you get to have like beers brought to your lane and this, that, and the other. But there's no arcades. So what's the point? What even is the point? Yeah. You don't go to bowling for the bowling. Absolutely not. Certainly well, I don't because I'm very bad at it. I go there for out. Time Crisis 2. <laughs> I did very poorly at bowling. Mm. Uh, scored the lowest out of everyone. You brought this up yesterday. We were we were quite astounded by how badly you managed mm. to perform. Yeah, yeah. Even with the barriers up. Yeah, so the barriers were already up, and I just assumed then that the barriers... Because I don't usually play with barriers up, because mm. I'm an adult. And uh, so I was like, oh, I guess the barriers are just up in this place. Because every other lane <laughs> had them up. Like, there's only four lanes, but yeah. all four lanes had them up. So I was like... Well, I guess they're just always up in this place. All right, okay, you know, whatever. 
And then um, on three, I think it was three, might have been four separate rounds, I managed to score three. That's, I mean, that's impressive. Yeah. That's like just a whole wheel of cheese. I would knock down three pins in the far left corner and then I would just bowl it straight into the exact same Mm. position and miss all the other pins. Were they zigzagging off the sides or was it like you didn't even touch the sides from one side to the other diagonally? After the second time, I was like, well, I'm just going to try and use the sides to bounce off it. And even when I did, because I would adjust my position, still managed to get in the exact Mm. same position. I got it in the, yeah. I was in the exact same position more times than not. Um, I'm just very bad at bowling, it turns out. Did you do the leg sweep? I, I don't know. Uh, it's where the power comes from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so it turns out very bad at bowling. Did enjoy it, though. Uh, I'm just I'm just not very good at it. So when was the last time you went bowling? 15 years ago, Whoa, maybe. How? I feel like I go, go bowling twice a year. Because you're 12. Just because someone else organises it. <laughs> Yeah, no, pretty much. I about, go bowling by accident. I think, yeah, about, about 15 years ago was the last time I went bowling. I actually remember being all right the last time I did it. A lot of rust. Yeah, apparently so. A lot of lane rust. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was not one of my, my finest hours, but uh, we did Boys We Girls and we still won. So, mm. you know, yeah. other people That's made up That's why intergender wrestling doesn't work, people. Because, like, while the other lads got over 100 points, I think I just about scraped 60. Um yeah. That's pitiful. Yeah, it was very bad. Did someone have to come over and have a word with you? Sorry, sir. We're not going to allow you to ever come here again. <laughs> this You're is... making some of the other staff cry. <laughs> Everyone else was getting spares and strikes. Um, I, I got nothing of the sort. Um, uh, maybe you had a bad day. Maybe I had a bad day. And imagine now we're going to get a lot of people emailing in with bowling tips. If you are already typing that email up, I'm, I will read it, but I'm not sure I'm ever going to take it on board. So... But thanks you for the offer. I love how, because I love America. I love how bowling is such a huge part of their culture. And it's I, I guess it's something that only really happened in the 50s as a place to go out. Yeah. Yeah, let's just go to bowling. And then it became a big thing where people got bowling lanes fitted in the There Will Be Blood house. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, just, yeah, you'd have them in homes. Yeah, homes of Watson. Mm. But uh, not really here in the UK. It's very much like an Americanized thing. Uh, I had a Sega World at my bowling alley when I was a kid. Nice. Uh, th- I, I had many a birthday party as a kid at a bowling alley. Yeah, I mean, I, I did too because friends would have them as well. And I particularly liked bowling parties because the Sega World is one of the few places I've ever seen the Sonic the Hedgehog arcade game. Um, so oh, I very much enjoyed that. Have Sega I ever Sonic. told you about my the time I broke up with someone at an all-star lane? <laughs> I don't think you have. Mm. It was one of the most misjudged things I ever did. Yeah? I didn't tell anyone. Did you miss all the key words because of the sounds of clattering? No, no, no. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was all-star lanes in Bloomsbury. And uh, a, a girl that I had been seeing for a couple of weeks, not a long time, um, she always would joke about how she wanted to go to all-star lanes. It was one of the things she wanted to do. I was like... I'll take you there. Hmm. And then I like a few weeks in I thought, you know what? I don't think she's the one for me, so uh I'm I'll, I'll break up with her. But you know what? I'll take her to All Star Lanes, I'll show her a good time and then we'll then we'll amicably part. <laughs> this was a great idea in my head. Yeah, um, I'm just yeah, I thought, what a lovely guy what a I am. Lovely I'll guy pay I'm... for the day and everything, and, and we'll soften then the I'll blow. break up with her. <laughs> I did not see this is a potential calamitous situation. Yeah. So we had this lovely day, and we had a re- we had a genuinely really nice time. Um, but I thought, you know, 
I've, I've made the decision in my head and I took her to a bench outside afterwards and I was like, so I don't, I don't think, uh, <coughs> I think I want to break up with you. And she just went, what the F was all that then? <laughs> and, then and then like it all happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this is a terrible idea. Yeah, I was just like, oh my God, I've played a game with her. And I, yeah, Did it was you just, win? Of course I won. <laughs> uh, but I just, all the things in my head clicked at the same time. This was a terrible idea. <laughs> And I totally understood her position. I just froze. I went, uh, uh, I tried to make it nice and I couldn't get any words out. And she stormed off and I felt like a piece of crap. And then I told everyone at work where I was working and they were like, that's an awful idea. I'm just going to sound all my ideas out from now on. <laughs> Uh, let's have this quick bit of correspondence before we get on with the show. Uh, so this comes in from Linus. Hello, Luke, Laurie, and especially Ollie. I just want to say thank you for every funny moment you've released on both YouTube and on your podcast. I'm 13 and I struggle with both anxiety and autism. Due to this, I struggle at school and because of this, I do most of my schoolwork at home. Anyway, I want to thank you for your content and I'm able to listen to and I'm able to watch and uh, make me feel more happier and shut off from everyone else that annoys me. Anyway, what annoys me on WWE is that on Raw. Uh, there's been more hype in Drew McIntyre versus The Shield than Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar. He's not wrong there. Mm. Um, uh, I sort of, I also have a sort of Rusev hate and an 80% fact. Uh, so in a Shinsuke Nakamura entrance theme, about 10 minutes before the show, I went to the toilet and came out 15 minutes later and I went up to my seat and looked behind me and there was Shinsuke Nakamura walking, uh, walking around the ring waiting for Dolph Ziggler. And my 80% fact is that people with autism struggle... I don't, I don't think that counts. I, I'm, yeah. If you're in a live event... I don't think if you ran into them in the toilet, that would be a, a Rusev hate. Yeah. Oh, I guess because it's literally Rusev. Maybe that's a maybe that's an asterisk we need to put mm. on here. That if you see Rusev, no matter in what environment, I don't really get those emails on in the because... TV. <laughs> you read a tweet. That count. That now that, that also counts, counts, counts as a Rusev. Hey, uh, my different fact uh, is that people with autism struggle to digest more than other people because of a nerve cell in the brain. Oh God, worse is the people huh. behind me. Um, uh, but, 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 I think he's gone back into his uh, Rusev. Hey, here. Um, oh, it's because emails. it's all one. Con it's all one continuous thing. Ah. Uh huh. Sorry, that is my mistake. I misread this. Uh, so, basically, I went to the WWE live show in May 2017 at the NEC in Birmingham. I couldn't wait to go. I'm going to go to the NEC very soon for UK Games Expo. Uh, go to see WWE live, especially because I wanted to be involved in a Shinsuke Nakamura entrance. About 10 minutes before the show, I went to the toilet and came out. 15 minutes later, I went up to my seat and looked behind me, and there was Shinsuke Nakamura walking around the ring waiting for Dolph Ziggler. My 80% fact is that the people with autism struggle to digest more than other people because of a nerve cell in the brain. What's worse is that a lot of people behind me started to scream and scream and scream to the point where my mum, who also has autism, Asked if we could be moved, uh, and while she was doing this, she missed her favourite wrestlers, Breezango. So yeah, since that night, we've never gone back again, which is a shame. Anyway, thank you so much for being the true best in the world, and good luck with your marathon, Ollie. Hopefully, after my birthday in May, I'll be able to come a pledge hammer, so everyone will be happy. Sorry, the email was a bit long. If I made any mistakes, many thanks, Linus. Well, thank. I'm sorry I misread some of your email, Linus. Yeah, I, that's. Uh, I mean, it could be a thing. I've never heard about digestion issues specifically due to autism. No, and, and yeah. as, as someone who was, uh, I mean, not me, Linus, as someone with autism, probably knows more than I do yeah. uh, about this. I'm very, very, I, I don't know enough. It's not an 80% fact I want to, to mock or <laughs> <laughs> dive into. Do you want me to um, pull you out of this then? Do you want me to jump into the go main show? Go for it, go for it. So we are going to dive into the main show here and what the bloody hell is going on with Asker and Charlotte Flair. Here's the show. Uh, dig, dig, dig it, dig, dig it all. 
this uh, this whole production so far, I would say, is still more planned than WWE. Because what happened last night, Luke? Well, so... Um, Becky Lynch was having this promo where she was talking about how Charlotte Flair is effectively the third wheel of this triple threat at the moment. We're main eventing WrestleMania because I won the Royal Rumble, Rousey's the champion. So it doesn't really make a lot of sense that that Flair's in this. It's almost like she was just put in there for no reason and no reason has subsequently been given. I no. know you've got an idea that this is going to eventually pay oh, into yes. a larger Vince McMahon story arc, but we never got that payoff for Kevin Owens. I don't think we're ever going to get a reason why Vince has... But he's, he, I don't think he has a larger plan. He's an agent of chaos. So. He, is, he is the... Uh, Ah, every time I go to have an intelligent reference, you had this on the podcast last year, yeah. uh, yesterday. Yeah. There's a sh- the, a Midsummer Night's Dream. It's the fairy who 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 causes havoc and turns one of them into an ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's about the only thing you know, I remember of Midsummer Night's Dream. He's not called Pleb. I think I did it, but for I just want to say level. the word Pleb. Um, so anyway. Becky was having this promo and then Charlotte's music interrupted her promo and Charlotte was walking out into the arena in her gear. So I was like, well, okay, Charlotte's having a match then. And she says, I'm here to show why I belong in this triple threat match. And out comes SmackDown Women's Champion Asuka. Mm. And I'm like, huh. And as I joked in my review, I wonder how they're going to get themselves out of this one because, well, I mean, you want to keep Charlotte strong. She's in the main event of WrestleMania, but it would be pretty wacky to take the belt off of Asuka 12 days before WrestleMania. How are they going to get themselves out of this little pickle? Although, crazily, on the part, I think it was the Saturday show of the Wrestle Ramble, someone pitched an idea, one of the viewers. It was Razman's Reality. Razman's Reality, a longtime pledgehammer on Wrestle Talk's Patreon. He said, What do you guys think of the idea of Becky Lynch beating Asuka so she goes into WrestleMania with the SmackDown women's title and. You know, she, she then wins the Raw one as well. Mm-hmm. And we were both like, well, you know, that seems very late in the day. I don't think this storyline needs more bits. Unless we forget they'd advertised a fatal four-way to determine a new number one contender for Asuka. Yeah, which I famously joked yesterday by myself <laughs> that it wouldn't happen, that plans would change. It is good that everyone is crediting you for that joke that I did three days earlier. Hey, I'm... I'm Taking an example from Daniel Bryan, recycling to save it's the good, planet, yeah. even jokes. I've stolen a lot of your material, mm. so it's fine. Um, and uh, we're one big happy family. So then it cuts to commercial and it comes back and the referee holds up the belt and it's announced it's a title match. And the commentators go like, oh, okay, I guess it's a title match then. They were very surprised. They very sold surprised. the fact they were surprised. Uh, by all accounts, that was a kayfabe surprise because they had up to three hours of notice when the decision to have this match was made. This is from Dave Meltzer. And it was obviously the case because, like Luke said, they were promoting the four-way between Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, uh, Carmella, Carmella and Naomi, Naomi up until 5 p.m. on the day. <sighs> Mate. That was that was on WWE.com. They announced that late last week. That match was to decide Asuka's number one contender for WrestleMania. And we've been building to a triple threat between her, Rose, and DeVille. If, I mean, I guess that's the story we've been building to anyway. Well, now it's a women's battle royal well, yes. storyline, I think. And even Carmella posted on Instagram just after 5 p.m., 
yeah, I'm, I'm, this is the match that's happening. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat. I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win I'm the gonna, match. I'm gonna do a win. Yeah. And uh, they had this match, and Charlotte won. Mm. She tapped out Asuka, clean as a sheet, and she's now the SmackDown Women's Champion. 12 days out from WrestleMania, and they changed the graphic to say that, hey, this triple threat's now got two champions going in. And I wonder if it is the case of, because this was decided quite late in the day, one of, the, I can't remember which commentator it was now, they all do sound alike, with the exception of Byron during New Day things, because he's genuinely the best part of that three-man booth. Kofi gets over, and somehow, miraculously, he's so, got Byron over. Ah, when Byron, at the end of the show, was like, I'm getting up to celebrate. Oh, ah, it was ah, brilliant. brilliant. Well, I spent years trying to get Byron Saxton over. <laughs> so, well done, Kofi. Um, and so, they said, one of them said, "Oh, I, well, if Charlotte wins, she'll also have to defend that title at WrestleMania, mm. and then she will be in the triple threat at the end of the night as well. Yeah, I mean, I, d I, th I got from that 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 was rampant speculation I because the commentators were trying to play up the fact that they didn't know what was going on either. Mm -hmm. So maybe they're just in kayfabe trying to explain or speculate what's going to go down because how would they know that that was the stipulation if they were surprised by the match even being I suppose, made? Yeah. So I, w I, would, I would write that off. Plus, I think it's just such an awful idea because you don't want to put Charlotte in an underdog position. That's the Daniel Bryan WrestleMania 30 idea. Have him win one match earlier in the night and then go into the main event. I get that you want to protect Charlotte if she's going to take the loss in the main event, but it, it's terrible for match psychology. Yes. So we've, now, we've got a new SmackDown Women's Champion in Charlotte Flair. The triple threat main event now has two titles in it, but as far as we can tell, only one of them is on the line at the moment. I think they'll both be on the line. Well, yeah, I've seen various different theories come in. One being that it will be a title unification uh, and combine the belts together, which is funny enough, is exactly what Razman's reality suggested they do. And we, I, in particular, think it's a terrible idea. We scoffed at him. Sco yeah, we oh, said, they'll never do they'll that. They'll never do that. So I, I don't think it's a good idea. The other way to do it is that it's... Um, a two out of three falls match, essentially. First fall is for the SmackDown women's belt, and then the second fall is for the Raw women's belt. That way you don't have to have... Well, that way you can still protect someone because someone can win one of the belts and someone just wins one of the other belts. I don't like that. I think I that's like a that. worse idea. I well done. I don't like it either. So, or the third option is one that apparently Meltzer has said, as of now, is not the plan and it's not the one that's going forward. And it's not just Meltzer. A lot of other people have said this. I know people seem to think that we are Meltzer apologists. The most respected man in wrestling journalism. Why wouldn't you listen to him? But the other idea that some people have suggested is you add Asker into the match and make it a fatal four-way. Which I'm not totally against, but I, it's too late in the day. Mm. Because that will have to be done on the go-home shows for WrestleMania and it's it's just too late in the day to build any drama around that. Yeah. I like how you think they won't do that, though. <laughs> you, you think that's what's going to stop them? Yes. They perhaps. just changed the title. You're right. Two Absolutely. episodes yeah. out. Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, you, and you want to put some suspension storylines in with Asuka, maybe an injury that she could work through, an arrest. Yeah. I mean, you could do that in a couple of days. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah. easily done. Um, question for you, Oliver Davis. At what point did you realise, and not realise because that makes you sound like you knew, but at what point did you think, oh, they're going to put the belt on Charlotte? Um, pretty early on. Yeah? Because we, uh, we don't watch Raw live. We watch it 
on tape you know, delay. Stri- yeah, tape delay. And on the particular tape delay that I was watching it on, had a preview screen behind the play button mm-hmm. of a bunch of different shots and I images see. of the episode. And one of them was with Charlotte Flair holding up the title. And I saw it at like half five in the morning. And I just thought, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, of course, yeah. I because mean, it this, makes sense. It's so obvious. This this happened with Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. That match did not need a title. You could have easily kept the Universal Championship on Kevin Owens to go into that Chris Jericho match, which, you know, didn't really have a good payoff after the Festival of Friendship. But Vince put the belt on Goldberg. And you know what? I defended that at the time as the right business decision because then you get Goldberg and Brock walking around. WrestleMania is not about putting on the best wrestling. It's not about concluding the best storylines. It's about WWE getting the most mainstream press and notoriety of the year. And if you've just announced, I think this is what happened. I think as soon as they committed and got so much media traction on Monday to the the women main event in WrestleMania 35, I think Vince wakes up the next morning, sees ESPN's interview with Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey and Charlotte, and Becky says, well, what are you bringing to the, sh- to the show, Charlotte? You haven't got a title. Ronda's got the women's Raw, Raw title. I think he looks at him and goes, oh, yeah, they're going to be doing all the media. They should have the belts. Titles, I think you're fine. They don't, they Sorry, never have belts. Sorry that belts hold up your pants. Yeah, so I, I cut on onto it pretty early, and I'm, I can't believe I didn't see it coming sooner. But to my credit... It's a decision they made four hours before the show. Uh, so. For me, it was when they started referring to her as a seven-time champion multiple times throughout mm. the match, whereas I was like previously, I thought she was only a five-time champion, or is that Sasha five Banks? Time. So uh, it's an interesting that stat transition that Charlotte's gone through. She's gone through winning no matches this year, which seems baffling. I just assumed Charlotte won every week all the time but she's on only every had... episode of TV this year. I think she's had probably... I mean, she's had more matches than Sanity and Lacey Evans, but I, she's had probably... She's had less matches than Alistair Black and Ricochet on the main roster. She's had fewer matches. Fewer matches, And right. there was four of them. <laughs> there was a triple threat with Becky and Carmella on SmackDown in, ja- in early January. What was Carmella doing there? She, she was around... <laughs> she's been around... A lot in the title picture. Right. Actually, uh, okay. Blonde women. Oh, blonde <laughs> women everywhere. Well, she dyed her hair. Yeah, yeah, that's why she lost. Oh, she took I the see. pin. Uh, so Charlotte lost that match. She didn't win the Royal Rumble. She lost at Elimination Chamber to Becky. Or was it, you, D, it was a DQ thing. I can't even Yeah, it was a DQ because Ronda came in and, and punched Becky. Yeah. So that loss. And the only other match she's had was the Raw Beat the Clock Challenge this week, which she also lost. So she she kind of, she hasn't actually lost any matches, really. But she hasn't won any of them. Mm. And for a SmackDown wrestler who's in the main event of WrestleMania, she's only been on SmackDown once this year, like wrestled on SmackDown once this year. It's crazy. But that's a testament to how well she's been built that I, d- I don't think it takes away any of her credibility. This match between Charlotte and Asuka, I enjoyed immensely. Yeah, actually, that's the other thing we, we should really talk about. This yeah. was a great match. I, really, was, really good. Not on the level of the WrestleMania 34 match, but it was still really, really good. 
that there was a, a Spanish fly yep. off the second rope, really, that I've never seen Charlotte do before. No. Uh, there was... I love the, the the running into the code breaker. I thought it was yeah. a fabulous spot. There was a, a, a Charlotte moonsault that Asuka just pounced on her like a Venus flytrap yep. and locked in a rear naked choke. Real Shayna Baszler type move. I thought Asuka in particular... Charlotte's very, very good, but Asuka here, I was like, oh my God, where have you been? I love your kicks. I love the way you move. I love your strikes. I love those weird noises you make. Mm-hmm. When you hit people, and better there, say the sight lover. There was a yeah, there was a great series of reversals at the end. I really enjoyed the finish, um, where you know if you take away all the ah the fury at Asuka, fury at how Asuka's been booked, where they're rolling around, they're transitioning between uh, submissions, figure eight, and and Asuka taps. Asuka taps, yeah. <coughs> yeah. It's just I, I was just dumbfounded because I did not see the the preview that you saw. So this very much caught me by surprise. Even the fact they were saying she's a seven time women's champion, I was like, it's odd to keep mentioning that. And then at some point they said, God, if she wins here, it's a record breaking eight time. And I was like, oh man, she might actually win this here. Yeah, so that's the most. She's now got the most women's title reigns of anyone in company history. So that's why she can now bring to the main event. So yeah, I guess it it, it does make sense when yeah. you you think about it from that stance. But I just, I, and I said this in my review, but it just sucks for Asuka. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, and it just sucks for Asuka. She won the title in December. She beat Becky Lynch in January. The only person who's beat Becky Lynch this year, who won the Royal Rumble, lest we forget. And then from that, had weeks where she did nothing. She was off TV for like four weeks in the lead up to Elimination Chamber. And then leading up into Fastlane, she had a half-hearted storyline with Mandy Rose, which ended up being a backdrop to the Rose-Deville split. So she's been a third wheel in that, and now she's just lost the title. She has even less to do at WrestleMania now than she did a week ago when she was the champion. Like, it is insane. She didn't have a storyline heading into WrestleMania. Now she's got even less of one. Yeah, it's infuriating, especially when... It, this goes back to before TLC, when Becky, well, I think when Becky was going through all the women about who would replace her for Survivor Series, when Becky had to be pulled, and she looks at Asuka, the whole crowd pop. Yeah. And you're like, you have booked this woman into the ground since she lost at WrestleMania to Charlotte, but people are still behind her. And that was a similar thing with Bailey, where people would still get behind her, in the UK especially, would do the big song and dance, up until about a year, two years after. But then there comes a point where you even kill off that portion of the audience who get excited because there are so many false starts and false promises and finishes. And I think that's where we're getting that with Asuka. I think she's probably got one more chance to to have a good run. But the company hasn't got behind her so far for a proper extended run. So I, don't, I, I have no faith in them following through with it. Well, I mean, look at the, Ro- the Royal Rumble winners from last year. Hmm. Where Shinsuke Nakamura, who was beaten in a tag match, a second tag team, a very forgotten tag team, really, on SmackDown. And Asuka, heading into WrestleMania as the women's champion, is now going to be in the Battle Royal. Yeah. It's... uh, Because that was the other thing that Meltzer added in his report on this, is that perhaps WWE realized that with another smack with the smackdown women's championship match on the card as well that's less women to be in the battle royal fewer fewer people thank you which is still yet to be announced but now they are all just going to be in the battle royal mm. it's it's which infuriating is bad 
bad yeah. times. And just to go back before we move on <coughs> to the Lesnar Goldberg comparison, because I think that's that's really the the best it's one Funa. in terms of <laughs> in terms of putting on putting the title on them, uh, is they had a really good storyline going into WrestleMania 33. It was fantastic. That, I, I, I rewatched uh, Lesnar Goldberg at WrestleMania 20 today. The complete opposite <laughs> of, of that match and storyline. But the 2016 through to 2017 Goldberg return feud is one of my favorite storylines of recent times. It was great. And you, you put that, I, I get, I didn't agree with it, but I can, I totally understand why they put the title on it. This is a match. This is a feud that has had, has been so overbooked. And this is just like the cherry on top of a big pile of lunacy. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it just deflates it even more. But, you know, we're wrestling fans. It's not about us. No. It's about the larger group of people who only casually watch and start watching around WrestleMania season. And WWE are trying to build a, people to carry the company after Ronda leaves. Yeah. So fr- from that point of view, there is there is a definite argument for it to be made. But it is an argument that is based... It's based on complete short-sightedness. Ooh, nearly said a naughty word. Hello. And a lack of booking there. Yeah, uh, I saw someone uh, post up today uh, a meme that really made me laugh. It's that um, that Charlie Day one from that TV show that he did. Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Thank you. Where he's got like all the pinpoints and things for the conspiracy <laughs> yeah. nonsense. And it was like everyone in the world... Becky versus Ronda just writes itself. WWE, that image of him just like pointing to this mad scrawling of notes. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. 
can do some Patreon shout-outs before we get out of here. Thank you, Angry Arbel Zaffery. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Eggs, Benny Dict. Yeah. Yes. Mm, his, his, his name was just Benny in the thing, so I had to work something out. Laughing Laura E. Oh, Laura oh, E. Laughing. Yeah. Fallen down at Darian Wells. Woo, Woo. cheers. Nice. Jezik Maxwell's Silver Hammer. Oh, oh do 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 do. Duncan, just Duncan. Yes. Yeah. Luke missed I, one I out. I missed one out. Master of the Mayorlock, Joe Mayer. Oh, he's a yes. master of it. Where am I now? Jeffrey Peyton Royce. Woo. Yes. yes. One of the best. The incredible Tarzo. Incredible Tarzo. Yes. Sam. Ah, he's the savior of the universe. Pemberton. Bum, 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 yeah. bum, bum, oh, it's the savior of the Universal bum, Championship, Pemberton. Sam. Sam. Do you want to clap? That was timing. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Sam. And appropriately, Sayonara, Kaney Grant. Kaney Wait, Grant. Uh, Cyan Grant. Cyan Grant. Cyan Grant. Yes. Uh, right, so we've got one from Kevin. Uh, what do you think of every woman tweeting, Asuka is so damn good, is this leading to an Asuka departure? Uh, I would say it's not leading to an Asuka departure, but I've seen like a lot of like everyone saying like, oh, Asuka's brilliant, she's the best, and Fit Finley was tweeting saying like Asuka's one of the best. I think it's just wrestlers showing support for their fellow wrestlers who they think have probably been wronged in being having the title taken off them just for the sake of media and ESPN. Yeah, they're not they're not idiots. Everyone knows what's happened here. That the title has been moved up. It's been mm-hmm. moved up to to the main event scene, <coughs> and Asuka was a victim of it. It's nothing, nothing that she's done. done. So I think that is the WWE roster all saying, "We're behind you, Asuka. It sucks. It's happened, but it is what it is." Another question, Tessin? Um uh, 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 So this is from Six Fingered Jake. He says, "Guys, I've been a huge fan for a long time. I wanted to see live streams for as long as you've been on YouTube, but I've always wondered." When are we getting live pay-per-view reactions? Mm. Well, the theory is WrestleMania is what we were talking about on the Saturday show. Maybe. So the theory is Mania, but uh, that is unconfirmed as of now. Yeah, we're just we're just trying to figure out how if we, if we can do it if in terms of a if if we won't be driven mad. Yeah, yeah. That's another question, please. Uh. Asuka can't beat Charlotte, but can beat Becky. Doesn't does that suggest that Becky isn't the man? No, I think it's just setting up uh, future contenders for. I mean, that implies an element of long term booking on WWE's part. But Asuka getting that victory at Royal Rumble, and that they could, they they've all got an argument to keep facing each other now when Ronda leaves. The problem is they're all going to be on SmackDown, but I guess whoever wins the title can go between both brands and there's a draft coming anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, one more, Dazzin. Uh We've got... Um, considering how she left UFC after losing, if Ronda loses the belt at WrestleMania 35, how does this affect her reputation if she leaves? That is from Quo the, the Raven. Ah, oh, well, good name, because he's clearly a Raven fan. Um, good question. I'll well, let you I, take this one. Yeah, I, I think everyone, that apparently the understanding has always been 
that Ronda Rousey, <coughs> sorry about my cough, is only there for a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not a, year, a bit longer than a year because, of course, she came in at Royal Rumble. But from a WrestleMania 34 through to 35, because she wants to go on, start a family. Ric Flair said this in an interview last summer, and everyone denied it, being like, no, 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 Ronda's going to be around forever. Hey, yeah. Fox, by the way, <laughs> yeah. we, we do want to go on your network for an enormous sum of money. So I, I think everyone knows that's the deal backstage. Uh, so I don't think anyone's going to resent her for it. She, th- and they shouldn't, because Ronda coming in has elevated the women's division beyond anything. They get their main event in WrestleMania. It's a long time coming. WWE have forced it in a PR, very off-putting way. But they wouldn't have done that without Ronda. So it, it's, it's one of those situations where... The end justifies the means. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I suppose we should um, maybe celebrate now. It's two years of Wrestle Ramble. It's the two-year anniversary since we got together to do what was then called the Wrestle Talk Show, I believe. Uh, why do they call it that? That Wrestle Talk Show. Yeah. Uh, and that was us like talking Raven. about... <laughs> talking about talking Raven. Um, or that 70s show. Mm. Um, talking about uh, WrestleMania 30, the, the one with the theme park. Would have been WrestleMania 33 because we kept on getting those those awful promos. Oh, yeah. <sighs> where people would be going down the the steep part of a roller coaster and various match graphics would flash in front of their eyes. That was, yeah. that was Brock Goldberg. That was Brock Goldberg, yeah. Should we have one more question before we get into the full review? I like this shot of Andy. Are we on the shot of Andy now? Yes, we're now on the it show. Just, I just, I like to imagine that's his bedroom. This is his bedroom pose. <laughs> uh, one more question, please. Um, we've got one from Jefferson. Uh, it's not much of a question, but I suppose you can discuss it. Uh, Nightmare booking, he says. Uh, Charlotte wins at Mania and unifies the belt, and then Becky has to chase her. <laughs> that would be, I mean, Charlotte winning. We can't rule that out. Yeah. That is holding both belts as well. <laughs> Becky beneath her foot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think that's what's going to happen. But uh, uh, I think, I think, I don't think, I think Becky will hold it for a relatively long period of time. Because yes. she is the most popular person in the company, really. And they need them ratings. Yeah, they do need those ratings. Well, let's go on with the, the SmackDown review in full. It kicked off with the New Day coming out. All very happy. Even though they were threatening to quit last week yeah. on social media. So that they come down and they're like giving out pancakes. Woo, power of positivity. They get in the ring and Xavier Woods just says, if I can be serious for a moment. Yes. And they cut a serious promo. And I thought, I get that that's your act. But I would this, this, this was a good time to just all three of you walk down the ring, walk down to the ring sternly with purpose. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you on that one. It was a... Um, it was a good promo, though. Um, it, mm. it just feels, always again, like, it always feels, though, that this is very much a case of <coughs> we're kind of dropping the storyline that we started during the week because we thought of a different direction to go in. So the storyline seemed to be setting up this sort of Occupy Smackdown-style thing and, you know, then posting social media uh, stuff in the week saying, like, we're going to quit, we're going to quit, we're going to quit. But that we're going to quit chat was very, very quickly dissipated as soon as the promo started. Because they said, we've been talking about leaving, but before we do, we want to speak to Vince McMahon. Vince gave them one more opportunity. They were like, okay, guess that's that then. We're staying. This guy looks like he's trustworthy. Can't think of anything he's He's done done. recently to screw us over. Yes, that's all fine then. Well, uh, to WWE's defense there, Luke, Mm -hmm. they did think of a better thing. Gauntlet matches. (laughs) Gauntlet matches 
I I used to love gauntlet matches. I'm sick of them now. The main this set up a new day gauntlet match for the main event of the evening, which was uh, Biggie and Xavier taking on all number of teams. Uh, and I was just like, I really I loved the first one. Mm-hmm. I thought the second one was okay. The that even if this was really good, Law of Diminishing Returns. These are now what five in in five weeks. Three gauntlet matches that have taken up an hour of the show. Yeah, the, Laurie. When we when we were talking about this this morning, Laurie joked, "Huh? Do you think maybe they've cottoned on that they don't have to write as much TV? <laughs> yeah, when you just a have gauntlet, gauntlet matches." And I just said to him, "Why don't you just put on longer wrestling matches?" That's what we were talking about yesterday on Raw. <laughs> like all the matches were about ninety seconds each. Mm. Um, yeah, so it was a bit of a shame <sighs> they were setting up another gauntlet match. With that said. I was I was still quite into it because at least it's a different one this time. It's a tag team gauntlet match, and I thought to myself, "I bet your sanity will get some TV time out of this." They were on the show. Yeah, little did I know it would be in a different segment. Uh, but Brian also came out, and I liked when Brian was saying that, like, "Let the new day leave. Mm. We'll just get some guys from NXT, and we'll just do the same act again, and they can throw waffles out into the crowd." He called them a really. What did he call them? It was. It wasn't new day. It was like fresh afternoon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought that was really good. Uh, yeah, I like Brian here. Uh, but that, yeah, and he just called them a stale novelty act. Kofi's a B plus player. Reiterated that Kofi, you've lost every time you've been there, like been in these near opportunities, and that's true. Granted, it's by nefarious means on either Vince or Brian's part, but I like that he's got that actual logic to back him up. Yeah, justified heel. It's uh, scary. Absolutely, yeah. And but um, for me, the key part of this, mm. which is I think is something that is going to play into next week's show is that Vince called Woods and Xavier a B-plus tag team, effectively calling them B-plus players also. Now, we'll skip to the end of the show. Mm-hmm. When Kayla was interviewing uh, Vince McMahon, she asked the question, is Kofi going to WrestleMania? And he paused and said, yes. And then he said, the question now is, can a B-plus player beat the WWE champion at WrestleMania? So I wonder if we're going to get another swerve and shenanigans next week when he's like, hey, I didn't say which B-plus player is going to get the title shot and maybe give it to Big E or Xavier Woods or something like those just to screw with Kofi further. That is a, that is a, that's a really nice cliffhanger wrinkle to a storyline five weeks ago. <laughs> yes. Not on the go-home episode of your biggest show of the year. Traditionally, you have these matches made quite a way in advance and you can get people excited about them rather than going you want you want it oh no mm-hmm. you can't have it you want it you want no. well you say that though but a lot of people when i was talking about if they're going to change the baron corbin match they're going to need to do it next week because it's the go home show and a lot of people said to me it's like well they can just do it at wrestlemania it doesn't matter so perhaps the mentality now is that because it's the network and you don't have to order the paper, you've effectively already paid for it by subscribing, <coughs> by subscribing to the network. That was your conscience coming through, <laughs> stopping you from finishing your awful point. That it doesn't matter. I know and you're prejudging. I know you're prejudging. This isn't your actual no, belief. No, it's not the way I would do it. No, <coughs> just saying. Maybe that's the way they're thinking about it. Well, my favourite thing about this interview was Vince is down there in the ring with the New Day. Brian's at the top. And weirdly, Vince just turned on Brian. But he just says, shut it up, to Brian. And I just thought, can't you, isn't, who's friends with who here? Yeah. And then he turns to the New Day 
and starts weirdly juttering towards them, going, you're going to quit? Wah, 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 you're going to quit? And got really, like, was moving like a, like this, like a duck. I rewatched this segment, it made me laugh so much. And then he said, all this quitting stuff, you're not going to quit, the quitting crap. I was like, yeah, this is, t- th- this is not the, the tip of an iceberg of an, a far larger issue that Vince is working through right he now. He effectively said in so many words, everyone loves being in this company. This is a great place to work. <laughs> it's a brilliant place and everyone loves it here. Yeah, uh, but when Vince was talking, I, I he was rambling. This was not good Vince. I I liked Vince in this segment. I thought he was rambling. The crowd agreed with me, I would argue, because they started shouting, what? Not in a fun heat way, but in a, "Eh, I don't really care Mm. about this segment way. Um, But then, yep, this this set up the gauntlet match, a tag team gauntlet match, where if Biggie and Xavier won, Kofi would get to go to WrestleMania. Two weeks out. Yeah. Uh, Next up... um So we had the Charlotte Flair thing. Can we talk about the preceding Becky Lynch promo first? Because it was done by someone who has stolen Renee Young's skin. Yeah, this is new Renee. Mm. I don't know who she is. I'm sure people in the live stream, uh, Randy Datsa, will be able to tell us who it is. But I've no idea. I think she's been on the show before. And we said then, I don't know who this is. I think she was signed middle of last year. And we all joked then that she looks like Renee Young. And that hasn't changed. <laughs> she still does look like Renee Young. I'm just going to start calling her Renee Wrong. Okay, yeah. Renee, yeah. Fair enough. Thought I would get a bigger laugh. Uh, <laughs> ah. <laughs> Thanks. Quiet, you. Uh, yeah, then we got the Asuka Charlotte Flair match. And as Charlotte's making her exit, Kurt Angle's music plays. And I thought to myself, ah, he's a GM. He's going to change the thing. And then I forgot to remember. Oh yeah, there are no GM. There are no authority, there are no authority figures, figures in these parts. Absolutely not. Just, just that guy that everyone's clamoring to get matches made with, and Alexa Bliss, mm. who can book WrestleMania matches. Yeah, because she's the host. Oh. She's not a GM. She's a host. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. So Angle made his um, entrance. This was advertised as his final SmackDown match, and it was going to be against AJ Styles, someone who he has had lots of feud with again through the the TNA years. So this should have felt like a really big deal. Mm. This this match actually made me a fan of live wrestling. <clears throat> so I'm not very good in live environments. I get angsty. I get like, I'm never comfortable. Everything's too loud. I sweat very easily. And they're usually quite hot, live environments. I don't like live music for that very reason. Uh, well, going to live music, it's not, just not my thing. And I always, I just assumed the same thing would be with wrestling. But around 2008, 2009, a friend of mine said, hey, I've got tickets to TNA in Wembley. I was a huge TNA fan at the time. Kurt Angle versus AJ Styles was the main event. Nigel McGuinness was on the show. I wanted to see him. So we went along and Kurt and AJ had, you know, what is one of my most fondly remembered live wrestling experiences of all time. I just thought like in my tiny little brain at the time, it was the best match I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. And here we are, a decade later, and yeah, we get this. Well, they they very they almost went to the finish straight away. They were doing like ankle locks and calf crushes and, and this and the other. And then Randy Orton just came in and hit an RKO on AJ for a DQ. And then Angle, Angle slammed Orton. And that was that. Yeah, so I thought when Randy hit the RKO from out of nowhere... I was like, oh, okay, well, this is awful, but Randy's got some heat. But then Kurt gave Randy the angle slam, 
nullifying that heat. And I was just like, well, what was the purpose of this segment then? Because usually you want to at least make a net gain of plus one of, of storyline development. Please. Oh, know. no, I was going to let you finish your point. I, was just, I wanted to raise my hand mm. to answer your question. But I feel like this segment got no one over more and actually made everyone look a little bit weaker. Well, you can now use this to set up a tag match for next week of Angle and AJ versus Randy and Baron. On SmackDown. On SmackDown. Because, yeah, that would make sense. Brand, because Brand split, LOL. And WWE have announced that this was Kurt's last SmackDown appearance. So, of course, Kurt's going to be... On the show next week, exactly. and get beaten by Charlotte. Of course, okay. I, I uh, yeah, I, I and it's I bought into this. I bought into this. I, even after the Samoa Joe sort of botch fest, not botch fest. That's unfair. But it was not a good match on Raw. Joe wrestling himself. Exactly. You had Kurt versus AJ, and they immediately went to the ground. And I thought, what a smart idea! Wrestle a match on the ground. That's going to be much more in Kurt's wheelhouse with whatever issues he's going mm-hmm. through. Doesn't really have to take any horrible-looking bumps. He can protect his body. And you just, yeah, AJ can do all the flippy stuff. Kurt can bring it down to submissions and holds. Brilliant. And that's how you can get a long match out of it. But, yeah, it went 90 seconds, and, yeah, Randy ran in, so. Randy. Nice one, Randy. Yes. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I, I didn't think it really got anyone over. it. And as I, as I said, it was... Um, it doesn't further Angle's retirement tour, nor does it further AJ versus Randy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we've got a, we've and got a, a Randall another Datsun. hand up. Uh, I just wanted to say that we've had a fifty-dollar donation from Tom. Thank you very much. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to say thank you to Tomo for doing that. Uh, he donated yesterday as well, so he must really uh, be enjoying the live streams. Mm. He must like you a lot. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's what I'm thinking. Tomo, cheers, Tomo. <laughs> cheers, Tomo. Tomo. Um, Yes, that's so. too generous. It, it, it <laughs> I is. now feel I now feel bad. I now feel like we should, <laughs> like, we should do usually, more. Yeah, I sh- I sh- usually that should make me very happy, but I mean, like, what have I done wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I need to be better at this. Um, so yeah, I, I I didn't think it worked for anyone. But earlier in the night, we also had Kayla interviewing Ray and uh, Dominic. Dominic getting a lot of TV time currently. Um, so one well, has to tall. assume. Yeah, well, is I he guess tall or is he tall by proxy? <laughs> because Ray is so because Ray so is short. so so short. Pequeño. Yes, is small in Spanish. Uh, and they destroy. and I, I didn't really pick up the point of this. But I think they said they're going to teach Samoa Joe a lesson or something. Mm. I think the main thing here is Dominic is going to feature in this match in some way, and also Dominic's a hipster. He's got a little, he's got a little ear piercing. He's got his little hipster glasses. I like his glasses though. He's there, got those a little are jumper, glasses. tie dye jumper. Yeah, those are Laurie's glasses. Yeah. Um, Dominic actually has been uh, training to be a wrestler, so perhaps they are going to use this as a launching pad, a launch pad McQuack, to get him into the main roster straight away and feud with Samoa Joe for the United States mm-hmm. title. Nope, nope, nope. Or it turns on his dad. It's turning on his turns dad. on his dad. Of course. I was when I was looking at that ear piercing. I just thought. <laughs> You're turning heel. You're turning at heel, WrestleMania, <laughs> and you're siding with Joe. I mean, that's not the bad. It's, it, actually, it's a terrible idea. Yeah. But of all the family invasions that Joe feels like he's done, it was nice to see one pay off. Yeah. Where he creepily takes, brainwashes a kid, 
uh, who's actually probably a 25-year-old man. Yes. Now. Uh, Joan Jett is going to play Ronda Rousey out at WrestleMania this year. Yeah. Um, before that, we got a very confusing Snickers advert. Did you get this in your feed? <laughs> the the Rude and Gable one. I did not know what was happening <laughs> I here. watched this yesterday online. It really made me laugh. So The Miz comes down first. You know how, like, a wrestler will come out and then they'll cut to a commercial or a different thing and they'll come back. It's a new presentation thing they've been doing for the last couple of months. But Miz makes his way down to the ring. And then they cut to this Snickers commercial that Ollie didn't pick up on was a Snickers <laughs> commercial. So, so Bobby Roode and Chad Gable come out doing their glory. And I'm like, what's happening here? <laughs> in the middle, why are they here? They're a Raw act. They're not in this Miz and Shane McMahon. So I'm like, trying to, okay, so it's going to be a six-man tag? Uh, who's Shane going to team with in this match? Why is Miz in a suit? <laughs> yeah. And and then, like, then Bobby Roode that does his no Chad Gable first does his glorious pose and he hits Bobby Roode in the face isn't Roode not there and then Roode comes out like late oh I don't I can't there was some sort of slapstick shenanigans yeah which was just making me more confused thinking so are they turning on each other did you not why know, are you doing this in a Miz segment did you not notice the commentary had changed and Michael Cole was suddenly talking We've we've established <laughs> that Cole and Phillips are the same oh, presence the in my same. head <laughs> Uh, but then the big Snickers logo at the top of the screen. You're not you when you're hungry. You're not glorious when you're hungry. I feel like we've just... Snickers should now sponsor us. Well, yeah. yeah. Give us some money, Snickers. So, yeah, Joan Jett is going to play out Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. Uh, another point we missed out on Raw yesterday, which was highlighted to us, and something I completely missed. But you know that six-woman tag they've got next week mm. between Flair, Lynch, and Rousey versus the Riot Squad? And there's a, a stipulation on that match. They're not allowed to touch each other. And if they do, if they turn on each other, then they're taken out of the Mania match. I would have thought a bigger deal would have been made of that when they were announcing it. Mm. I mean, well, you know, it probably won't happen because they'll change their minds. And if it does happen, they will hit each other. The match will be off, uh, but it will be back on by the following night. Well, that was some other people suggested that perhaps Charlotte will turn on one of them and then you can do Charlotte Asker at WrestleMania and that takes Charlotte away from the, the triple threat match. Oh, my God. I just... I I mean, I would prefer a Becky-Ronda singles match, but it's too late it's in the day to do that. the game at this point. Uh, yeah, I, oh, my God. I don't know. I mean, that those plans were set up before they even thought about putting the title on Charlotte. Mm -hmm. So who knows what's going to happen next week? Who absolutely knows? And um, not in a good, like, oh, it's exciting way in a get your act together. And if we're feeling sorry for people, as we were feeling sorry for Asuka earlier, can we just feel sorry for Mandy Rose and Naomi? Have there ever been a pair that have had more cancelled matches on SmackDown mm. in the last six months? Poor guys. Poor, poor guys. Poor people. Anyway, The Miz comes out uh, to cut another great babyface promo, saying that Shane lit a new fire underneath him, and he challenged Shane to a Falls Count Anywhere match at WrestleMania. He said, I want all of the MetLife Stadium to see me beat up Shane. Really nice way to, to get a Falls Count Anywhere uh, action in there I, and I think it's a very it's a good match step to put around this because smoke and mirrors you can hide around uh, 
Shane's limitations in the same way that you do. That's why Triple H likes to have sort of no holds barred matches or unsanctioned matches because there's more smoke and mirrors you can do to hide certain things. I think it's a smart move. Yeah, members of DX and the NWO can run down. Exactly. Uh, smoke and mirrors. I, yeah, I like that Miz, surprise, surprise, is a fantastic promo as a heel or a baby face. He's just really, really good. Uh, and Shane McMahon answers with a load of security coming down. And then at the SmackDown undercard. And I was trying to see who it was. I was like, there's Sanity, uh, a cologne. I think it was Epico. And then Shelton Benjamin. Raw, raw brand jumping Shelton Benjamin. Yeah, right? He was on yeah. Raw a few weeks ago. Mm. He's probably wondering, can, can, now can I have a match with Kurt Angle? <laughs> can, we, can we do that now? Yeah. Uh, so, yep, they, Shane did his, his shtick again about making Greg Hamilton introduce him as the best in the world and says the security's here to actually protect Miz from Shane. So all the usual heel stuff. Um, and then the the big line, I guess, after accepting the Fool's Count Anywhere match, he said that did Miz, Miz's dad's biggest Miz, Miz stake, stake pun mm-hmm. was uh, impregnating Miz's mother. Yes. Which... It, it, fire yeah so miz reacts to this by jumping out and taking on all the security guards and all of the undercard and i i was watching this he ran a corner of his own yeah and i thought this this is miz is showing good fire here and i thought this was a good brawl but i never bought into it oh really oh well Yeah. yeah i mean i suppose he is fighting against shelton one of the colognes and sanity yeah well i mean but it's the miz like, The Miz has never been built up as this oh, see, great yeah. wrestler. Yeah. He's always he's always been a chicken S-word heel who runs away. So to suddenly put him in the Marine role here uh, against so many... I don't care if they're all undercarded. There's so many of them yeah. that I, 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 it took me out of it. I just, because I don't believe in Miz as a legit tough guy. I believe I can believe in Miz as an underdog guy trying to get revenge on someone and then like that everyone overcomes him, mm-hmm. maybe breaks out or gets a weapon or something. But yeah, I was I was sort of at arm's length with this segment. Mm. As much as I enjoyed it, I just didn't believe in it. I really liked this segment. Mm. I thought the brawl with Sanity in the crowd to build up this false count anywhere yeah. atmosphere. I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought there was some really nice stuff <coughs> in this. I thought Sanity looked really cool as well. It's a shame they didn't get any TV time like, but... And uh, bloody hell, Nikki Cross is on the main roster, and these four have not got together yet. It's just, it's baffling, really. Uh, no Lacey Evans on the show, no Heavy Machinery, no Nikki Cross, no EC3. Those on their way to WWE have not been featured on either show this week. You're missing a name. Well, Lars, but Lars hasn't like... He's he, lurking. He's lurking. He's, he, he was, he's barely been around. Um, before we crack on, do we want to have one more question? Should we get some questions? I'm, I'm just curious. I don't want to sort of super chat people to uh, miss out on certain things. We're still working on the format, folks. Yeah, yeah I can get some questions. I mean, you're on camera now, Datsun, so you've got to find <laughs> and one, he's been caught Because we did agree that we'd only do questions... Yeah, you in, did. In, in, the, I was, in the gap. I, I, I Luke has swerved this. I thought I would, because I could see that Randy was not really doing any work, so I thought I would try and catch him unaware. <laughs> I was doing your timestamp. Um, so, Tomo, when he did that, did that donation, he Tomo. also asked uh, a question. Uh, is he, he says, Is it weird how Vince called the New Day a B plus tag team, even though they are the longest reigning tag champs of all time? It's, it's just a heel thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's just doing it to be a heel thing. Yeah. Yeah, they're a, they're a great tag team. Yeah, a great faction. Mm. And yeah, yeah, it was just it was just doing that to rile up the crowd. Yeah, uh, 
so yeah, uh, I, one more thing on that Miz bit. Shane McMahon lingered at the top of the ramp watching Miz. Yeah. I like that. I thought that was sold quite well. Shane, Shane was like, huh, you're beating everyone up. It was kind of half, oh, I, the, you know, this guy's quite impressive. And also, ugh. I'm scared he's going to come after me. Yeah, and and he was like waiting until the very last moment before to to either mm. run away. So I, I really like that. Um, bit of a recap for the SNL guys going into the battle royal, and then what might have been one of my favourite parts of the show, Iconics cut a cell phone promo where they were talking about, have you heard the big news? And it's like, oh, Kofi Kingston possibly going to WrestleMania? No. No. Is it the SNL guys going to the battle royal? No. No. Is it? Um, Charlotte winning the SmackDown Live Women's Championship? No. No. It's the Iconics getting their tag team title shot at WrestleMania. Yay! I thought they were awesome. Mm. I love the Iconics so much. Oh, that's nice. I think it's nice watching you get excited <laughs> about stuff that's not going to come to fruition. <laughs> I I was thinking this it's when not I was... ha- that match isn't happening. You what the, the no, four no, way? No, 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 no. <laughs> that's going to be dropped. Card subject. To no, change. Charlotte's going to win them. <laughs> Oh, I am. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, but I would really like to see them win the belt at Mania. Mm, no, not going to happen. Uh, and finally, the, the the part that took up pretty much the last, well, it was all, all the rest of the show, was this New Day gauntlet match. We had 30 minutes of TV time left. And first up was Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Talking about getting TV time. What an epic show this was. You had one of the Colognes, Shelton Benjamin, Sanity, and Anderson and Gallows. Crikey, they're bringing everyone out of the woodwork. And just may I uh, remind you of Vince's promo at the start of the show. Everyone loves it here. No one wants to quit. Um, It's a great place to work. Oh, you showed some slight dissent. Gallows and Anderson got pinned in a minute. Was it, did it even go a minute? Uh, no, I just thought it gone minute, less than under a minute. Yeah. yeah. They, they came out. And Gallows didn't even tag in. They just beat up Carl Anderson and pinned Gallows, him. Yeah. Well, he's tall. Yeah. And they just and they pinned Carl Anderson very very quickly. Yeah, uh, they cut backstage and they're doing the same shtick as before, where Kofi this time, Rey Mysterio, Becky Lynch, the Hardy Boys, they're all watching the monitor backstage. Uh, so it did like bigger names than last time. Yeah. Asuka was out there annoyingly at one point, uh, but again, it's this this for me was the law of diminishing returns. It was good, but. It was the the weakest of all the three gauntlet matches you've done so far. I would also say I'm not. And I, 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 I said in the review that I, I don't. On paper, it wasn't perfect. This as a gauntlet match. Also, sort of in paper, in principle, I, I wasn't really into the idea of two other people winning a title shot for somebody yeah. else. When surely the more epic moment is Kofi getting the win, mm. unless of course it is next week. It's a triple threat. It's a triple threat between all three members of the New Day. And you can't just lay there and take the pinfall because if you do, you'll get fired or you do some sort of shenanigans with that. And then finally Kofi wins or something along this line. But what we need, if if this is the final angle to get the match going, this didn't feel like the big epic Kofi win moment because two other people got the win for him. Yeah, I, I would not have done it this way. Yeah, I, it didn't feel like as epic as it did last week. On paper... I can see why they've done this. The idea is that Biggie and Xavier would do anything to help Kofi get this match, and they're almost pushing for it more than Kingston himself. So there is a nice poetic payoff to them getting him this match. But 
I wouldn't have done it that way. I don't, th me, I don't think that's the most effective way to tell this story. Uh, so, right, yeah, rather than me completely being down on it, I just don't think it's the most effective. Yeah, well, I mean, you are negative and you just hate SmackDown. I hate SmackDown. Uh, Rusev and Nakamura were out next because <laughs> I forgot they were a tag team. Oh, yeah, they are the forgotten sons of WWE. When Nakamura came out, I thought, well, who's he teaming with? <laughs> and, yep, yeah, Rusev. And they, uh, they had, I thought, a pretty decent match, actually. Uh, this part of it. Xavier had this really good jumping drop kick through the second and third ropes. Yeah. Well, usually you hang on to the third rope. He just, he just kept on going through. Went through. It was great. And now that pretty much the whole babyface roster is backstage watching, including Asuka. Um, I've just put... So my problem here with this gauntlet match as well is last, last week it had Kofi up against Samoa Joe, Randy Orton, The Bar, Rowan. Uh, but like we both said, wow, the really big guys, how are they going to get through them? And then this week, no disrespect to the teams that went out there, but they are not that caliber of people in last week's episode. New Day beat Rusev and Nakamura on the fast lane kickoff show. Mm. So it's just, again, it's I've got no problem with this match. I just don't think it should come at this point in the story. This This is something that happens before last week's match. Yeah, this has been sort of, it feels a bit disjointed, a bit told out of order. Mm. Um, but yeah, they, they, they then had a match with The Bar next, which went the longest of all the matches. It was in good. There. And it was good. It was really, really good stuff. I, As I said, I really enjoyed this gauntlet match. I, I, I did enjoy it. It wasn't as good as, it's the <laughs> weakest of the three, but I don't think that's a, a slight against it. I still think it was very well worked. So, but again, Kofi beat Cesaro. He beat Sheamus back to back last week. Mm-hmm. And now I've got to be impressed. As I said, on paper, there are, there are flaws within it. It's it's far from perfect. Uh, and Woods <laughs> rolled up Sheamus to eliminate them. And then afterwards, the bar attacked New Day and put Big E through a table. Mm. Now, I'd, I'd sort of called this oh, earlier on. Negative volley again. I called this earlier on. I thought, well, the Usos are surely going to be one of these teams. And th when they come out, they should have like a show of respect. And that's sort of what they did. The Usos come out next, and Biggie is is setting like he's dead. He's on the ground after being put through the table, and Xavier's trying to resuscitate him. And the Usos just look at them, grab uh, a, a microphone, and say, "You know, we've had the New Day Uso wars are stuff of legend, so we forfeit this match for Kofi." And I was like, "That's that's exactly what I would have done. Great booking. Why the hell didn't you stop the bar putting Biggie through the table just now?" Again, it was far from perfect. <laughs> I don't... This is so I, simple. No, again, and you're absolutely right. And this is one of these things where when I came into the office today, I said to you, I was like, what did you think of SmackDown? Because I, I gave it a smacktastic and I really enjoyed it. And you essentially said, like, I thought it was a bit of an S show, to be honest. You like, you thought it was like a, a cluster F. Yeah. So, that yeah, important caveat to that. I enjoyed the show because it was just so insane. <laughs> But it, it was just crap thrown at a wall and then picked out in no particular order and then put down on a running sheet. And it was only when you started saying this to me that I did think to myself, yeah, he is right. I have, uh, I've vastly overestimated how much I enjoyed this yeah. show because there are a lot of logic holes within this. But yeah, I, but I did love this New Day Usos moment because when the Usos came out, my first thought was, Come on, guys. Continuity. They were cheering on Kofi last week. Why are they going to have a match now to try and stop it? And I was like, maybe one of them's going to lay down and they'll do it that way. And then they cut the promo. And it was a very nice heartfelt promo. And it was just like, look, Kofi has earned this opportunity. We forfeit. And I was mm. like, that's great. Really, really liked that moment. Yeah. Yeah. 
Good moment. Could have come before the bar thing, but yeah, yeah. Good moment in isolation. Yeah. Uh, But I did unequivocally love the cut backstage, Brian freaking out. Uh, He was just in his little locker room area watching on a screen himself. He's throwing chairs around. He's flipping tables. Rowan seemed to be awkwardly trying to find something to flip himself. It's like... Ah, oh, flip that thing again. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he flipped a table that had already been flipped. It was it was very fun. Yeah. But it was like, you know, Brian really sold the frustration and heel anger of the New Day getting through because of the power of friendship, which, as we know, is a very important thing here on WrestleTalk. Yeah, I did think as well, like you, when, when Shinsuke Nakamura came around, you're like, who is he going to team with? I did think to myself... Who's the other team? Like, who could mm. the other team be? They've gone through all the other tag teams on the show, and then Daniel Bryan's like, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> it's Brian and Rowan. Because that was the other side of this. They didn't announce how many teams were in this match. Which almost made it feel like they were just making it up as they went along. But, uh, yeah, and then they announced, and this is the final team that they must beat. Mm. And Brian and Rowan come down. They run wild on the new day. I really like, actually, how SmackDown have mixed the tag and the main event divisions. Mm-hmm. Like at the moment, I feel like a lot of the tag teams can just step up and main event a show that the, the WWE Championship and the SmackDown tag team titles feel on a level where they're not not as important as each other, mm. but they are maybe not the titles, but the divisions themselves. Yes. That, and it feels like a living, breathing universe. And that's always something we love, uh, especially cutting backstage and seeing everyone watch the monitors. Uh, I was a big fan of that. I'm such a big fan of Byron's commentary. Byron Just, was on fire in this match. There was a call here when uh, Big E was coming back and he was just shouting, he still believes, Big E still believes. I was just like, this is fantastic commentary. Yeah. He was had so much emotion. I, yeah, I hope Byron gets something out of this because he is, he's an unsung hero. I mean, he's got commentary position on SmackDown. What more do you want? I I hope he's allowed to be this level of good. You don't want him to be just a dork again. Yeah, I don't want them to go, okay, now that's over with, uh, and you've proved how good you can be. Yeah, go back to being a loser again. Just just go back to arguing indefensible babyface <laughs> decisions, please. This was some really good stuff in here. I thought there was some really nice near falls and this, that, and the other. And then eventually, <laughs> Brian just sort of freaked out and he told Rowan to put one of them through a table. And he went to go and do that. New Day fought back and they posted Rowan a couple of times, threw him over the announcer's table, and they said table a lot in the show, and then pushed the table on top of Rowan and then rolled back into the ring and had the count out. And again, I thought the count out's a bit not as flattered than a, a one, two, three, if I was nitpicking. And they win. Kofi is going to WrestleMania. Kofi runs down the SmackDown locker room. The babyface side empties and everyone celebrates around the ring. Byron Saxton stands up and is like, I'm getting up to celebrate. And they all celebrate around the ring. And yeah, and it cuts backstage to Kayla Braxton where she said, as I said earlier, that Kofi is going to WrestleMania, but can a B-plus player win the WWE Championship? Ooh, so more shenanigans to come with one more show to go. Uh, I overall, yeah, I, I like I said, I enjoyed. Well, <laughs> enjoyed's the wrong word. I experienced this episode. Yeah, bright lights happened, occasional loud noises. I was shocked. It was, a, it was, a, it was definitely not boring. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I, I question a lot of the booking over the grander scheme of things. In isolation, I guess it's actually a pretty fun show. But when you look at it in the larger scheme of the stories and arcs. 
I, I can't get behind it. So what would you have scored it? I don't know. It's it's a difficult one. Because you know the rule of YouTube is you can't vote, <laughs> can't go any lower than a smackdown. Yeah, so I guess it's a smackdown. <laughs> Smacktastic's the lowest you can go, really. It's the safest option. Yeah, a high smack bang in the middle, a low so smacktastic. Negative. So yeah. negative. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I gave it a, uh, a low smacktastic because... I really enjoyed all the New Day stuff. wasn't perfect, but I did enjoy the New Day stuff, and I enjoyed the celebration at, at the end. And I loved the Miz segment. I loved the Iconics promo, as short as it was. I, I was befuddled by the Asuka stuff, and I wasn't into the Angle segment. But then I suppose when you look at that, that's three to two. So uh, I'm, I'm going with the, 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 the odds there. You're almost having an ups and downs template for judging this show. Uh, should we have some more questions before we get out of here? Andy, you're on camera. Oh, sorry. I was just uh, looking at WrestleTalk, WrestleTalk.com. Um, just a second. Um, you, you literally have one job in this room, is moderate the comments. I did it on purpose. find questions. Um, so, yeah, we got lots of questions. Uh, first of all, it was uh, Sarah Schreiber is Renee Wrong, um, if you're wondering. Okay. Sarah Schreiber? I'm only ever going to refer to her as Renee Wrong. Yeah. So I, I apologize. People were upset with you for not looking up her name beforehand. Oh, okay. It's yeah. funny when we when we're unprofessional. Okay. I mean, that's our gimmick, isn't it? Mm. We're very bad at this. Uh, we've got Flame Inc. Live says, "Do you think WWE, mm. WWE will do an Invasion 2.0 with NXT and Triple H versus main roster and Vince? Winner controls the company. No, no." Not not anytime soon. I don't think ever. I don't think ever. No, no, no me neither. It's t- t- it requires too much thought. Yeah. Um, David McKenzie says, "Do you think they might be combining the women's title to add a mid-card women's title?" Like oh the ta- no! I, I know. I didn't like reading that question. Oh, oh no! No, no. Yeah. we don't need more titles. We just had the women's tag titles introduced, and they're already being forgotten about. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'd I'd rather not that. But I guess what you're saying is. You're not really adding any more titles. You're combining a Raw and SmackDown title and then adding in a sort of inter- a women's intercontinental belt. Yeah. Uh, there's, Blake- there's no there's no roster depth to do that. Uh, one of our patrons, Blake Carpenter, Woo! Woo! Uh, says, another problem with last night was Charlotte's babyface reaction to her win, crying and acting like she was surprised she won. She should be a consistent heel. Yeah, I, 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 I get that. And in her tweet as well, she really put over Asuka. Yeah, same one, of the, one of the best I've ever been yeah. in the ring with. Yeah, so that and, was odd. Yeah, so and like if you're going to be a heel, uh, you, you can. Well, Charlotte is often a heel on Twitter, so when she's not a heel on Twitter, it's just it's more inconsistent rather than I'm I'm me on Twitter and I'm a heel on television. Yeah, uh, but it's not. It's not that way. Yeah, it's confusing. David McKenzie was also one of our Patreon backers as well. He was Hendrix's god, if I remember oh, correctly. Yeah. Uh, more you. questions, Dad. Uh, yeah, we've got a couple more. Uh, we've got Benny Sato, who uh, mentions that Gronk and McConnell McGregor retired in the last few days. Will they be at WrestleMania? Mm-hmm. And if so, what will they do? I think Gronk could feature. He's definitely newsworthy. Unfortunately, Connor is also newsworthy. So... I don't think WWE will touch him with a barge pole on a show that's meant to be promoting the women's evolution for a while. Yeah. Um, the thing with Gronk as well is that perhaps he is what Mojo is looking for in the mirror. Of course. Yeah. It's part of the mirrorverse. I mean, that they'll be good tag team. Mojo's great. <laughs> 
Oh, Joe, Joe, Joe. One more, one more question. Uh, yeah, well, this last one is completely unrelated to anything we've talked about. But uh, someone's said, uh, what about Mickey James versus Victoria at SummerSlam? Because they're... that's literally all he wrote. <laughs> huh. Mickey James huh. versus Victoria at SummerSlam. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it certainly is a match. Those are people. Those are people. Those and are SummerSlam is an event. Hmm. hmm. I've got to be honest. I've never thought about it. Hmm. And I can't see it happening. Yeah, no. I don't know how much of a serious quest answer you want. Because maybe you're a huge Victoria fan. Could be. This could be like these people who think that you're very disrespectful because you think that Beth Phoenix is a big turd wrestler uh, but, who has who has never been over and uh, is completely rubbish. I hate women. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been very open about this. It is the two-year anniversary of the Wrestle Ramble today. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, Luke. bud. Not of the podcast version. Um, that comes a little bit later. I don't know when that quite is. Mm. But we didn't start loading the podcast straight away. We just kept it as a YouTube-only <laughs> thing. Um, but yeah, two years that we've been ah. doing this Wrestle Ramble format. That Wrestle Talk show. Don't, don't bring that up. <laughs> it makes me cringe when I hear that name. Uh, yeah, have you, did you get me anything? Uh, well, it's your birthday on Friday, and I've got you something for okay, that instead. Okay, combined one. I've got, I've got you nothing then. Yeah, okay. For, I got it for you at your birthday <laughs> last December. The, the Marvin the Martian yeah, pop yeah. final, yeah, which I, I, I very much love and cherish. Mm. It's in my office. I see it every single day. That's good. I look up and I see it there. Um, Any highlights from the last two years? Any highlights from the last two years? New set, going live, mm-hmm. um, Prince Charles Cinema. Uh, Prince Charles Cinema is a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Media the ceiling collapsing because yeah. of pigeons. I often look back. I, I I remember certain conversations that we have had or certain anecdotes that we have told on the podcast, and I can almost like transport myself back mm. to the different positions that we used to sit in in the wrestle the old wrestle ramble sets. Uh, because after we would do the the YouTube version when we were sat next to each other, I would then go to almost the opposite side yeah, of the room to record. to get away from me. Not to get away from you. It's just neither, uh, sitting opposite each other mm. like we are now is a much easier way to talk to you than like with my neck cranked to, to have a chat. Particularly yeah. if I'm trying to read something. I, uh, I, d- I blocked all those memories. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everything pre this studio is, is nothing yeah. in my head. There was a period where we just sat in a... Music recording studio. Yeah, we did, but that went longer than expected. Five minutes from my house. Yeah. yeah. We used to uh, record there and then go back to your house mm-hmm. to uh, send rushes and that things was, like that. That was a busy time. But I completed Spider-Man, so all's well that ends right. <laughs> Yeah, when the workday finished, you didn't have to travel very no, far no. To, to get back home. Yeah, I gained like two hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. We used to say that we watched a lot of uh, New Japan on your sofa. Not a New Japan, not a come dine with me. Yeah, absolutely. Not a cup of tea. It's where I learned about the um, Granny Shark song, whatever it is. Baby Shark. There's a Granny Shark in there. Yeah, yeah, but the time, yeah. Uh, so the, it's Mother's Day in the UK this Sunday. Is Ooh, it? Oh, no, is it? Luke's face just. <laughs> is it this Sunday? It's this Sunday. Oh. I thought it was next Sunday. I don't know why I thought it was next Sunday. Sunday. That's WrestleMania. The clocks go forward. Yep. I knew uh, that one. We're going to lose an hour. It's no, we're going to gain an hour. Spring forward. Spring forward. forward. Oh, so the clocks go forward, so we lose an hour. Lose yeah, an yeah, hour. yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, so I, I went on a card website to, per, to, to have a look at some card designs. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of mummy shark cards. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 
but I didn't get those. I got a Freddie Mercury one, just going, Mama! <laughs> That's very good. Did you say it from an and online place? Yeah, it's Freddie Mercury holding a bottle of red wine and some flowers, <laughs> and he's in mid, pose. Does, uh, when you open it up, does it do the... No, there's no sing. No. Oh, okay. But I will sing it to her. Mm-hmm. uncomfortably close and loud in her ear. So you're seeing your mother this weekend? Yeah, then? yeah. Well, they're all coming up for my birthday. Oh, We're nice. going to Eat 17, uh, a lovely restaurant in Walthamstow, whose postcode is E17. Ah, so mm-hmm. you might want to stay another day. Yeah. Stay now. Well, that's why they're called E17. E- yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They were from that neck of the woods. And, yeah, they are famous, this restaurant. I was told it was because of uh, ecstasy. So could be what, that as well. E stood for. If you look at Brian Harvey, I'm sure that played a part in it. Once famously, ran over himself. <laughs> I love that story. He got out of his car. The car didn't have the handbrake on, I think. Yeah, that's it. And the car rolled back and ran. Ran him over. But it, like, not just his foot. I believe he was pulled under. I mean, that sounds horrific. It is, yeah. Uh, it's a funny thing to read about. He's fine. It's funny when he's fine. Yeah. Uh, this, this restaurant, though, is famous for bacon jam. Hmm. It's oh, good. I've sampled it. Okay. Uh, we've got a reserve hey here from. So, what are you going to do for your mum? Uh, I got her a card. Well, uh, when payday rolls around, I will send her a On card. On Friday, yeah, I will get a card and I will get one sent to her. They're away at the moment. They're in 10B. Ah. So, um, I think I've got a bit of time. I think they're not there until. I think they're coming back next week. So, I've got time. Going to FaceTime her. Uh, if they can get reception, then yes, I will try and FaceTime her. But like Sunday is also me and my wife are having a pampering day um, because we've just had so much on this month that mm. we're going to have. And we're going for a very long walk on Saturday to prepare for Peru. Deepest, darkest Peru. Go see uh, Paddington and that uh, or Paddington's relatives uh, that we're going to spend the Sunday watching films and we're going to have face masks and the like. And we're just going to have like a little mini spa day in our own home. I love how your holidays always have have a plan, a walking plan, a walking training plan building up to them. Yeah. And you do about three of those plans and then you, you don't do any more. This one we very much need to do though because like... There's the heat. Well, that and it's just, there's more walking. We're doing 10 days of walking. <laughs> like all day hikes. No. Yeah. That's not a holiday. Yeah, it is. We're going to see that's, like uh, incredible sights. That's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Even the trees walk in that <laughs> film. Uh, Reese of Hay, that comes in from Austin Tussie, the uh, the Kentucky rattlesnake, if I'm not mistaken. Um, hey, Luke, Ollie, and brackets insert insert screen stalker member here. I emailed a month or two ago about meeting Booker T, Ric Flair, Rey Mysterio, and other day. I'm going to say uh, the Fresh other day- afternoon. I know he says, and other day Comic-Con in my hometown. I wonder if it's called Other Day Comic-Con. This year's event was the weekend and it... This year's event was this weekend, and it didn't disappoint. First, I met Goldust, and we talked for a while about AEW. Ooh. He was saying he's getting old and still has two years left with WWE, but who knows after that? He was also complaining about how a lot of young wrestlers do too many flips and don't tell stories. You sure it wasn't Jim Cornette that you <laughs> met? Bloody In gold you. paint. <laughs> so he tricks people now. Yeah. Oh, I'm Goldust. I still don't think the guys can flip. All right, Pritchard. <laughs> let's, ban, let's ban Cornette impressions from this show. Well, I was going to say Brian Zane's got the best uh, Jim Cornette voice. He does a great well, Jim like Cornette. He looks like he's his son. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I then met Kane, who also talked about AEW, saying he hopes they hit it big, saying competition pushes both sides to be better. Finally, I met Edge and Christian, who uh, were just uh, as goofy on... Kane to AEW confirmed. Yeah. I think that means. Mayor Kane to AEW Whoa. confirmed. After... 
WWE gave him all of that money for doing the Saudi show. He's just going to turn his back on Vince and go sign with AEW, along with The Undertaker, of course. Oh, my God. Brothers of Destruction in AEW. Brothers of Destruction reuniting. That's just that's your news for tomorrow. That's, that's, that's it sorted. Yeah. That's Vince's creations. God, I think there's, there's probably some heat backstage there. Oh. So I'm going to include that <laughs> in the story. It's been speculated. Uh, finally, I met Edge and Christian, who were just as goofy on TV. Uh, they were also uh, um, they also liked my Wayne's World hat with Mike Myers being Canadian, so they were big fans. As always, picks or it didn't happen. P.S. We also have a picture taken with a Bermondsey Python. Uh, where were these guys <laughs> last year when Jake the Snake was there? Uh, yours truly from Austin. So there is our buddy Austin with an AEW t-shirt on as well. Uh, posing with an Intercontinental Championship belt with Gold Dust, the gold one, or Jim Cornette. We're not sure yet. That is a non-committal Gold Dust. Who's he standing next to? Someone from Buffy. What are you talking about? Get oh, open the picture back up. The the booth next to Gold Dust. Oh, is Emma? Yeah, Emma. Yes, the person in the booth next. Not is who is he standing yeah, next yeah, to? Yeah, I was yeah. about to say Gold Dust. We literally just had this conversation. <laughs> no, Jim Cornette. <laughs> Sorry, Jim Cornette. You're right. Uh, yeah, Emma Caulfield, who's from Buffy and Darkness Falls. That apparently. rings a bell. Can I have a look at her face? Where is she from? You, I'm, I'm just well, going to look Well, she's from Buffy. Up. We've already had that conversation. I can't remember what character she played. I love Buffy. There's other images here. Uh, that's him with Mayor Kane. Someone on, on one of my many WhatsApp groups, someone sent a Buffy uh, GIF, GIF the other day. And I just, oh my God. I'm still in love with Buffy. Not Sarah Michelle Gellar, but like I'm actually in love. I still have a, cr- a boyhood crush on Buffy. I was um, going through a Twitter thread yesterday of all the... Because they've just done like a Buffy Anya. HD remaster. Sorry, she's called Anya. Um, and it's like they've, they've completely messed up like the 16 by 9 and the 4 by 3 ratios. Oh, no. There are certain shots where you can see the crew at the side filming things. Because it's shot for 4-3, but now they put it into 16-9. And like, there are certain shots that have like, completely actually lost a lot of stuff because they've shrunk it down to get a much higher resolution. And I was going through that, and there were a lot of pictures of Sarah Michelle Gellar in there. And I was like... I had the exact same thing where I was like, yeah, I am still in love with, I think, Sarah Michelle Gellar. I had a poster of Sarah Michelle Gellar on my wall when mm. I was like 13 years old. My heart skips a beat just mm. thinking about her. Yeah. I also have that with Jerry Halliwell. Really? Yeah, Jerry Halliwell. Jerry Halliwell was my Ginger first. Ginger Spice. Ginger Spice. She was the best one. She was uh, She was my favorite of all the spices. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and I still think I have a, a very much a boyhood crush mm. on Jerry Halliwell or whatever her surname is these days, that I don't think is ever going to go away. They never do. They never do. Uh, anyway, last pictures. Um, that is our boy Austin with Edge and Christian. That's a good picture. And look Doesn't at that. Christian look dashing there. Edge is even doing a five-second pose hand. Nice. And he's got yeah. quite long hair. He has. I think he's going to AEW too. Uh, training for a wrestling return, yeah. Mm. Edge and Christian to AEW. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I do think that Christian is a handsome man. I even said that to him when I interviewed him for this podcast. I don't know what is WWE that, are thinking. Is, was that awkward? No, I think he, he laughed it. He, yeah. he laughed about it, yeah. And Did then you make a joke that Vince, your boss, used to think you were a hideous, Yes, because I wanted to talk about the blue dot gimmick. But I think you're, I was like, you're I was like me. Hot. I was like, me and many other people <laughs> think that you're a sexy man. You're an absolutely... I think he's smouldering. Yeah. Yeah, especially with the short hair. I was even thinking about this when we were watching WrestleMania 20, yeah. uh, which we're going to be releasing on Patreon soon. Yeah, which has a storyline that just I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm still not 100% sure it happened. Chris Jericho, Christian, and Trish Stratus. In a love triangle. In a love triangle. Technically, Adelita is a love square, but then became a triangle. Yeah. Yeah. In some kind of high school hijink-like setup. Yeah. Where 
Christian and Jericho have a bet on who can sleep with Trish or Lita first. But Jericho falls in love with Trish. Yeah, it's it's almost a bit wonderful, really. <laughs> But anyway, if you want to hear us talk about that in depth, uh, head on over to Patreon and become one of our pledge hammers over there. We will release the episode soon. We've recorded about an hour of it so yeah. far. Hopefully we'll get the rest of it done tomorrow. Yeah, I'm hoping so as yeah. well. Um, so anyway, that is all we've got time for on this episode. Uh, I believe Laurie and I will be back tomorrow for the NXT review. It sure will be. Excellent. It will be me and Laurie. And we'll see you then. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.